So, when meeting someone new for the very first time, and the conversation turns into that, so where do you come from? Has it ever become rapidly awkward for you? For example, in my case, if I were to attempt to describe my very small hometown upbringing in northwestern Illinois, things would go south pretty quick. Maybe I could begin by describing the quaint town square with its historic Civil War monuments complete with cannons and the courthouse fountain and maybe the uh, red brick streets that run through town. But by the time I comment on that cemetery that's high up on the hill that now has a larger population than the town itself, I can see that I have lost my listener. They've found something more interesting over my left shoulder and are staring off into the distance. How could any of us really accurately summarize in 30 words or less where we came from and what that means to us. Imagine summer baseball games on the old dirt lot or winter snowball fights behind those sturdy forts of thick rolled snow. Falling asleep in the safety of a comfortable bed by an open window, serenaded by crickets and in darkness dotted by fireflies. Growing up in a time where no one bothered to lock their doors and the world seemed full of promise and hope, how can any of us really describe where we come from in a few brief sentences? I've often wondered if early in his ministry it's just possible, just possible, the same sort of difficulty in communication may have happened with Jesus. While talking with people he met and describing God's kingdom, listeners may have heard the words but really failed to understand the message. Those he spoke with may well have been so involved in their own day-to-day -day existence, struggling in the world as they knew it, to imagine a, a heavenly kingdom of peace and plenty was simply beyond their ability to really comprehend. His words of forgiveness and eternal life were unknowable simply because it was so totally different than anything that they had ever heard of before. How could people be expected to commit to a new way of living when they couldn't even imagine what it would be like? To be understood, Jesus resorted to the telling of parables, little stories like word pictures, to get beyond the people's usual way of seeing and thinking about things. So Jesus used those simple but compelling images and set them before his followers. In the midst of them, he might say, 
The kingdom of heaven is an incredible new way of living beyond your present life. It has been promised to you and in which we can grow together even in the midst of our day-to-day lives. This kingdom of heaven is possible even if you have no real confidence in its existence. Now today's parable of the mustard seed, one of my favorite, is among five contained in our gospel reading. Twenty-three parables are found in the Gospel of Matthew, and believe it or not, all scholars don't agree on the total number of parables Jesus taught. It seems there may be as many as 50 throughout the Gospels. Now, in total, they seem to be intended to illustrate a series of snapshots taken from different perspectives. No single picture is really complete by itself, but in total, they add up to our helpful understanding of Christ's message to us. Simple images of natural things, but illustrating a promise of eternity. In an effort to explain, Jesus might have said, you can take these things that I'm telling you and you can just brush them off. Just as you might brush away some tiny seed that that might cling to your robe. But this kingdom of heaven is very much like one of those tiny little seeds. Consider the smallest of seeds, he said, like the mustard seed. Take that tiny seed and place it in the earth. It will grow and grow beyond your wildest imagining. Now have faith, just the size of that mustard seed. Nurture it and watch it grow. If you can believe in the possibility of this life I have told you about, it can be yours. True faith is an irresistible force which cannot be stopped. Now somewhere along our way, we may have been taught that we will find this kingdom of God inside vast cathedrals and megachurches, in the sounds of massed choirs and huge pipe organs. But today's parables suggest the real power is to be found in the humblest of places among the least likely among us. Well, for example, consider a simple Lutheran pastor who stood against the evil of Hitler's Nazi Germany and died for his defiance. Or a single nun walking through the slums of Calcutta seeking to shelter outcasts she found lying in the streets. Closer to home? How about a free Saturday meal given with no expectations to any of the hungry in our neighborhood? Our church members, some among you, visiting with the sick and shut-ins 
offering prayers and communion. Or that small child that's usually with us with that large smile, offering her hand to any and all takers during the sharing of the peace. And then coming forward to the altar rail for her rightful share of the Lord's Supper. You know, in truth, God's kingdom can already surround us. We simply must recognize it and then try to live it. Amen.